Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Japanaholic Podcast, a podcast surrounded by topics all about Japan, anime, and games, discussed by one certified Japanaholic. I'm your host, Taylor Fry, and today I've kind of gotten an episode where, for the next, like, however many minutes the episode is, I, I can't really predict the future, I really want to discuss, like, uh, several different topics that have came up over the past, like, week Okay, as you can tell by the video, there's already one topic I definitely want to talk about today. And I'll get to that one soon. And there's also like one topic I kind of want to talk about that really doesn't have to do much with either anime or Japan. Um, in fact, it's really just like an America, America thing that's been going on lately. But I still want to talk about it nonetheless because it kind of has to do with money. And I thought about... Um, I thought about what this kind of situation could do in Japan um because many people know this but for those who don't Japan is a very um money based or like m like actual money like coins and yens and stuff like that they're not all about like the credit cards or the debit cards um unlike here in America where like almost everything we do uh, is based on cards or kind of like uh, like Apple Pay, where you just automatically pay through the phone or whatever. Uh, but in Japan, it's mostly like you know actual hard money, like yen bills or yen coins. Uh, but here in America, we've gotten a uh, coin shortage, like a national coin shortage or chain shortage. There's two ways you could say it, and they're all the same thing. Uh, we've, cause I work, cause I think I've said this before, I work at a supermarket as a cashier and I've had to deal with a coin shortage firsthand, uh, for the most part. Um, it's just mostly our self checkouts now, uh, cannot do like cash. And it got me to thinking, what would, I mean, I'm not really going to talk about this topic much, but it's just something I want to like start off, start off on. It's like, what would Japan be like with a coin shortage or a chain shortage? Like, you would really not be able to pay with much because most families in Japan really don't have, a, like, a credit card or a debit card. Most of them don't. Some of them are starting to, like, it's slowly getting up there in terms of, like, being implemented in most families. So, probably, like, the next few years, you'll probably see more debit cards being accepted in stores and stuff like that. Because many stores, like, locally owned stores, only take cash and not you know, like cards or whatever. And that's kind of like the one issue that many uh, foreigners have when actually visiting Japan is when they visit Japan, and but they don't have much cash on them because, you know, they don't study up on the fact that, oh yeah, you need cash. You need a lot of cash on you because uh, cards don't work all the time in Japan. So, but that's just been something that's been going on through America for the past like two weeks now as of recording this. It's just something I thought about while working one night. I was like, man, this would suck if this happened in Japan, wouldn't it? Well, let me go, ahead, go on ahead and let me talk about the Please Don't Bully Me Nagatoro series, which just recently got announced that it was going to get an anime adaptation by Telecom Animation Film, the same studio that made uh, Tower of God Spring 2020. First off, let me say that just 
I think it was like two episodes ago, two weeks ago, I said that I don't think the series was ever going to get an adaptation, mainly based off of the fact that its original creator was known for being a a lollicon, or not a lollicon, not a lollicon, sorry, but like a, who really liked to draw like hentai that had to do with lollies. So I kind of figured that this adaptation wouldn't, or this adaptation would never happen. Um, many people thought the same way as me, um, but just as soon as I say that, uh, I hear I go on Twitter because Twitter. I always have my phone on me and I scroll through Twitter a lot. Either my Twitter is filled with a bunch of like lewds or anime news. So either or, it's a fifty-fifty. Um, but during that scrolling phase, there was a little announcement or whatever that the the newest cha uh, the newest chapter of the Nagatoro series was going to include a special announcement. And I pretty much knew exactly what the announcement was because m when you see a thing on Twitter that says, "Oh, well." This series that has it have an, that doesn't have an anime adaptation is going to have a special announcement on such and such day. About 90% of the time, it is an anime adaptation. I don't know what the other 10% could be, because mostly I've seen a bunch of like, oh, special announcement leads to an anime adaptation. So, I kind of figured it was going to happen, but I didn't, I, at the same time, I can't believe I ate my words just two weeks, uh, just two weeks. So, I'm happy. Dude, I'm excited. The only thing that we're missing right now is the Komi chan Can't Communicate series. Okay, that's the only one that does not have an anime adaptation yet. And that one, I am pretty sure will get an anime adaptation here in the next few years. It just depends on how popular this series gets. Because Komi chan Can't Communicate uh, is a really really popular series just as popular as the Nagatoro series but I'm not entirely sure when the adaptation will come out I know there will be an I, I'm predicting there will be an announcement made in the next couple of months hopefully by the end of this year hopefully no long no longer than that because I probably can't go another year or two without my Komi-chan anime adaptation and you know, tell going to uh, the Nagatoro series anime adaptation wise, telecom animation film. Uh, you know they are relatively like unknown outside of Tower of God, but I have high hopes for this because there is no way, there's no way, this anime adaptation, it, it, in animation wise, of course, can be bad in a way. You know, if you, if you follow the flow or whatever of the um of the of the, of the manga. Like, in terms of, like, how it's, like, it's art style is. I think in terms of blushing, we're going to be seeing characters red as a tomato. Just as much as we're going to be seeing it with Kanojo Wakainishimas later this season. Summer season. Which, by the way, some uh, anime episodes have started airing. Um, I know the, 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 mon the monster anime adaptation that I talked about a few weeks ago. That one had its first episode air aired, um, I think it was either today or yesterday, uh, as of recording this. So, I'll have to check that out. Um, because I said I, w I would watch it. So, I just didn't realize it was airing, you know, early. <laughs> one of the early bird anime shows. 
um, that was coming out. I think this week will continue. I think this week will just be a topic discussion of what I found on Twitter because there was a bunch of good stuff that I found on Twitter that I really just want to talk about. Um, mainly, there was a tweet here uh, from the Kon researcher, famous Kon fanatic in Japan who lives in uh, the Tokyo region, or I think they live in the Tokyo region. I'm not sure. The reason why I say that is I'll pull up the picture of the screenshot uh, on the video. Um, and I do apologize if I say some Japanese stuff wrong here. Because I'm not very fluent in Japanese, as you can tell. But um, on this tweet, the Kaon researcher said that they went to the Ikibukuru uh, Toho Cinemas in uh, Tokyo. And they had the Kaon movie listed in the cinemas. And just a part of me looked at this tweet and was surprised because the fact that the K-On movie is still being shown in theaters to this day, you know, it is in Japan, but still, you, you had the, the K-On movie being shown in theaters even though that movie came out just seven years ago. So, like, that's how long ago it was. I think it came out, like, 2013, if I remember. 2013 to 2014. It was a long time ago. But the fact that they're still showing that in um, in cinemas in Japan, especially in the, the Toho cinemas in, um, in Tokyo. Like, I know anime is not, you know, a big thing in Japan, you know, compared to, like, other countries or whatever. Um... It's kind of like it has its own little culture in Japan. Uh, many people will talk about this, um, you know, on like YouTube videos or other podcast episodes where, you know, people will say like, oh, anime must be huge in Japan. It must be like what everybody talks about in Japan. I mean, it's very popular in Japan, but it's just as popular in Japan as it is over here in the West in the United States of America. Uh, people do talk about it quite a bit in Japan. I think maybe more in Japan than America, of course. But that doesn't mean, like, every single Japanese person has seen anime or has watched anime. Um, the point that I'm trying to make here is the fact that cinemas in Japan probably won't, sh like, what I thought, at least, <laughs> what I thought, is that they wouldn't show many anime movies, um outside of their air dates or like you know uh like the the first weekend or so like the box office weekend as we call it where it's you know the first week is the big week or whatever but um and and not and also because of the fact that the Kon movie came out in 2013 or 2014 i can't remember exactly it may have been even old it may be even older than that but it's such an old movie that you wouldn't expect it to be in cinemas still to this day. And, you know, credit to the Kon Researcher. Let me say this as well. Credit to the Kon Researcher. Whoever, whatever gender they may be, he or she. I don't care. Uh, because whoever they are, watching the movie 105 times in many, in many different cinemas. Okay? 105 times watching that Kon movie. Dude, I couldn't... I finished the K-On! movie not too long ago. I cried like a bitch. <laughs> okay? I'm not going to lie when I say that. Okay? 
watching the entire Kalon series was a roller coaster of of emotions. And I and a lot of people who watch Kaon will agree with me when I say that Kaon really brings out the really brings out the tears. Okay, you can say a silent voice made you cry. You could say Bunny Girl Senpai movie made you cry. You could say uh, Your Lie in April. For me, Kaon. For me, Kaon. Okay, especially in uh, the end of season two. Whew, that was rough. And the fact that somebody has watched that movie over a hundred times now. I know there's probably somebody who's seen it more than the Kaon Researcher. But let me tell you. Let me tell you. God. <laughs> he's pre- whoever that person is. Kaon Researcher. Prepared for any sad anime. They're prepared for any sad anime. Because I couldn't I couldn't watch the Kaon movie a hundred hundred and five times or whatever. And um, as much as I love K-On, I just couldn't watch it that many times because I would cry so much by like the 80th time or whatever. By like the 10th time, I'd just be like, stop, stop torturing me. Stop torturing me with this movie because A, we're not, we're never going to get anything more from K-On like ever. I hope I'm wrong. Like I, if I'm, if, if I was ever going to be wrong on anything, let me be wrong on this one statement that we're not going to get anything more from Kaon. Okay, mainly because there's a couple other Kaon spin-offs that are I think they're still going on to this day. Um I think Kaon Shuffle just recently got a chapter. Is he the Kaon Shuffle or Kaon College? No, it was Shuffle, it was Shuffle. They got a uh, a chapter updated, but you know, those those spin-off series have probably come and gone already. And we do have K-On College, which I'm hoping will get adaptated, but that's a far-fetched wish for me. I mean, it could happen. I mean, we got the freaking Nagatoro series getting an anime, anime adaptation when just two weeks ago I said it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. God. So I, if I'm ever wrong on anything, if I ever want to be wrong on anything, that one statement that I just said, please, give us more K-On. Just give us more K-On. Okay. Um, but going back to the, the, that tweet with the K-On and the, the, like the cinemas and stuff like that, it also just surprised me the fact that they kind of showed it in Tokyo because I felt to me, it just kind of feels like Tokyo is just that big city that obviously a lot of people will love to live in, in terms of, um, you know, people who moved to Japan. Because Tokyo is, I'm trying to think of a, of a place in the, here in the United States where I can compare it to, where people would just love to live at. I think Los Angeles, I want to say Los Angeles, but I really don't know. To be honest, I, if I were to ever move to a place like, um, like a big place in the United States, it would be a huge choice between New York or Los Angeles. I don't know. I can't, somebody will probably compare it to one of their home countries because I do have a lot of worldwide listeners on this podcast, which I'm happy for, thanks, uh, if you're listening to this outside of the States, um, but I'm trying to, I, I really can't think of it of, like, in the States, possibly Los Angeles, but, like, I kind of feel like Tokyo wouldn't be the place to hold a bunch of, like, weeaboos or weebs in general, um, Maybe, maybe because uh, Akihabara is only a half an hour away or like a half, like just a small little walk 
I think, I can't remember exactly. I think it was like a six hour walk between Tokyo to Akihabara or like a half an hour drive. I could be wrong. It's been a long time since I looked um, at like the, where the cities are placed, but it, it isn't too far away. Akihabara is not too far away. And the Toho Cinemas in, I mean, it's not very far from Akihabara, but still, I mean, it's crazy to think, you know, that still to this day, we're still getting K-On! movie uh, showings in theaters uh, in Japan. Because, I, I don't know, I think I probably mentioned this already in this podcast, but I kind of feel like Jap- uh, Japanese like cinemas would possibly be like our cinemas uh, here in the States, where they would show the most, the most like, the more recent uh, movie showings. And then if they ever do get popular outside of their box office week, they'll show them ever so slightly, you know, outside of the first like three weeks. But you would rarely see a movie from like the here in America, you will rarely find a movie that came out in the 80s or 90s being shown in the theaters unless there's a another movie coming out that is like a sequel or a prequel to the movie itself okay so and then you know anime wise in terms of cinemas here in america we get them every once in a while i mean i was supposed to go to a made in abyss movie showing um early april that didn't happen because of covid and i'm still waiting for that one to be shown later this year which they said that they were going to show it off later this year so once that happens i'll probably make a podcast episode on that but um it's just looking at that tweet surprised the hell out of me because of the whole fact that the K-On movie has been out for so long and even though it's like incredibly popular, you know, like a very incredibly popular movie directed by, you know, the same director who made a silent voice and just made about a bunch of other crazily good, crazy, crazily, haha, <laughs> English, good. This is another tweet I want to talk about here in a moment that I tweeted out because I want to talk about my Twitter page in just a second. But she made, I, I can't pronounce her name, and I'm sorry if I can't pronounce her name, but um, she made, she directed, she didn't make, she directed the movie A Silent Voice. She's directed a bunch of other good shows and stuff like that. And, you know, I, honestly. Watch, rewatching the K-On! movie 104 more times for me probably will be on my bucket list here in the next couple years. It is one of my plans, though, or, like, like on my very, like, really high bucket list, like, things. Like, things I want to do before I die is actually go and watch a Japanese movie in a Japanese cinema. Okay? Uh, not just an anime movie, but, like, just any movie in general watching in a Japanese cinema. I'm not, I like, I really don't have a, like, I don't have a soft spot for, like, movies in general, because most of my media, most of the things that I watch come from either YouTube or one of the many different anime streaming services that I go on or whatever, like Funimation or Crunchyroll, not Crunchyroll, VRV, because it's Crunchyroll and Hidev combined together. VRV is definitely a good freaking service, I'll tell you that, even though there's some issues with it every once in a while, but there's that. Um, but going on to, cause I said I was going to talk about this over on my Twitter page. There are definitely a few tweets that I wanted to necessarily talk about, um, 
in terms of what I've been tweeting lately. Um, anybody who follows my Twitter page knows um, that I tweeted out two specific polls. Um, one of them is pinned to my profile that's still going on to this day. The other one it's done for <laughs> as of recording this. Um, but the My Anime List uh, websites, everybody knows that website. That's like the big website that many people use to look up stuff in terms of like, who voiced this character or what is this show all about or who directed this and you know it's the place to go for any anime fanatics okay but they never ever had an iPhone app they used to have an Android app but they took it off the Play Store I don't remember how long it was up on the Play Store but they took it off the Play Store um but they just announced recently that they were going to make an app on the iPhone and for Androids uh, for everybody to use. Um, I posted a poll on here and, you know, since I'm a small YouTuber, since I'm a small person in general, it didn't get too many votes or, you know, as many as like anybody else would have, uh, had like the anime man or Giguk or, uh, Connor or Dog VA as he's mostly known for would have done. Um, but I just got enough to, you know, be a little bit confident in talking about this. Um, but I did ask over on my Twitter page that, you know, if I, I asked people on Twitter, which like anime list, quote unquote, they use. Okay. Whether they use any list, my anime list or something else. Um, personally for me, I have, I use any list just because it was the thing. It was the most downloaded thing on my phone or on the iPhone stores, not on my phone, excuse me, but I used it because I thought that that would it, it it helps that whenever I watch an anime on my TV I can just load it up on my phone and just swipe and then boom it's updated just like that um, and you know my anime list wasn't an app at the time so I was just like okay I'll download it and I'll give it a freaking shot so I asked people over on Twitter whether they use any list my anime list or something else um, and out of 12 votes uh, most, uh, 58% of the 12 votes said my anime list and the rest either said any list or other. And then I posted a, another poll, which unfortunately when I made the first poll, I, I accidentally made it a day, <laughs> that day long vote or poll when I, I really wanted to like make it a week long, but whatever. Um, the second poll is still going on to this day. So if you want to vote for it, go ahead. But, um, this one was like a follow-up uh, poll for um, for the people who answered any list or any other websites uh, if they would switch to the my anime list app once it, it came out and it was a split 50 50 between no and maybe uh, personally for me I don't think I'll switch to it because it's a stress it was a stress tried to convert all my stuff from any list over to my anime list the first time I did it and it doesn't also help that the any list website doesn't sync with the phone so i had to manually like look at my phone like look down at my phone because you know my desk is pretty small compared to the monitor but i had to look down at my phone see what you know the score was and make sure everything was correct on the screen and if it was i used a program which downloaded all of the um the statistics or whatever of each of the anime shows from any list and converted it over to my anime list um that was a that was a stress that took a couple hours for whatever reason. 
I don't really want to do that again because it has been a few months since I did that. So personally, I don't think I'll switch the my my anime list app because even though I do have issues with the anime list app for it being like slow and sometimes like janky and not really being good for like looking up animes and stuff like that or it it's just a little janky at times compared to my anime list. I've just used anime list way way longer than I've that I'll use my anime list. Um So, that was the first poll. I know it was like a one it was like two polls in one and I said before I was talking about like two, but they're different topics, two different poll topics. The second one which is pinned in my profile um, I asked out of two different months, you know, September and October, because those two are coming up here relatively soon. We're in the middle of July. All we have to go through is this month and August, and then we'll get to September and October. Um, I asked whether or not, or not, excuse me. I asked which one of the two months would be better to visit Japan, whether that be September or, uh, October. And, uh, still going on to this day, there's 14 votes and uh, 64% say October, which in my eyes is good. Why? Because my birthday's in October, the 15th, halfway, almost halfway point of October. My birthday, my B-Day. Um, the reason why I bring this topic up and why I made this poll in the first place and chose September and October is because for the past like several weeks now, I've been debating a trip uh, to Japan uh, or at least a reschedule of it because I was supposed to be in Japan in June, but due to this whole COVID stuff, I wasn't able to. So I decided to reschedule it for August first off, but then that came, well, no, the end of August into September, but then here comes the whole thing of, I don't even have a passport yet. And due to this whole COVID stuff, I'm not going to get it till the end of August. Maybe, maybe the end of July, if I'm really freaking lucky. So I just thought, like, should I wait a month late, like wait a month later to just go on October because it'll be my birth month. You know, I'll spend my 19th birthday in Japan and, you know, just have more fun in Japan knowing that I just turned 19 in Japan, obviously. Or should I just go in September where, you know, things are cheaper, like plane tickets are cheaper and stuff like that. So... I'm more likely going to be choosing October because of the fact that it's my birth month. But if you if you have any ideas about, you know, whether you would rather go in September or in October, let me know. You know, whether that's, you know, through an email, my personal email, um, or through my Twitter page. I don't want to give off my email. I don't know why I said email. But, you know, let me know on my Twitter page, at the Japanaholic1. Um, let me see. Okay, um, this has been a half an hour long episode so far. About close to a half an hour. Um, I think that would do it for all the Twitter posts that I've seen lately. There's like a few others that I wanted to talk about, but I can't remember all the tweets off the top of my head. It was just mostly the K-On post and then the polls that I've ran over on Twitter. Which, since I am a small, a small person right now, many people probably wouldn't care too much about the the topic of like my Twitter polls or whatever. It's just something I thought I would bring up in this podcast episode where I would discuss what's been going on on my Twitter page every once in a while and so on and so forth. Um, but there is one thing that I've actually posted recently on my YouTube channel um, that I wanted to talk about more, which is Minimi's new song, Ame Womatsu. Um, 
And let me let me tell you, let me freaking tell you, okay? Um I'm not going to really go into much details about like the video side itself on YouTube because if I did, then I'd probably be going off massive tangents. As I already do many times on my freaking podcast episodes, as you can tell, on several different occasions. Um, but, video-wise, that video has probably gotten just... Lately, my YouTube channel has been growing a lot recently, with not only hitting a thousand subscribers recently, but many of my videos getting over hundreds of views and even hitting thousand views um, every once in a while, which is good. I'm glad that that's happening. And the podcast episodes are doing pretty well. Like they're pretty eh in terms of other like contents that I've created in the past. Some do good. Some do okay. Some do like pretty bad, but this one will probably end up in the meh category now that I think about it. But I wanted to talk about Minimi's new song. Mainly because of the fact that if you have not listened to Minimi's like discog- discography, yeah, um, you are missing out on one incredibly talented artist. Okay, she only has like six songs on her Spotify page. I think in total she has like seven or eight, because I think there's like two song I think there's like one or two songs that there were like singles but she never uploaded them to Spotify they're on her YouTube channel if I remember correctly like Eternal Blue or something like that I'm not I'm not entirely sure I could be wrong but this one is definitely in my top three in terms of favorites um I do love Crying for Rain and Lilac um they're up there as well um but Amen Womatsu it's definitely, like, it's got to be their second. It's hard to top Crying for Rain, but it's really close to topping Crying for Rain in terms of my favorite mini song. If you have not heard that song, good lord, please listen to that song because it's so freaking good, okay? It is powerful in many different ways, okay? And it may have only came out just, like, last week, but it's, like, pot, like on my... Um, on my Spotify playlist, I think I may link that one in uh, the description of the YouTube video because in case anybody's interested in what kind of music I listen to, um, I have over a thousand songs on that Spotify playlist. And the fact that a song that came out just last week ends up being in my top 30, like most listened to songs of like the past few weeks or whatever, that's insane. That's insane. That just shows how much I really enjoyed Minimi's music. You know, um, as much as I can't really listen to it. There's many different comments on there on the, like, the actual, like, music video. Um, where the, the comments all like, well, how can you understand this? It's all in a language you can't understand. It's like, I may not understand the, what she's saying, but can understand the power and the feelings that are going into this song. Because this song, the song, okay, strikes many different nerves. In terms of, like, how she sings it and, like... The like the the music tempo and stuff like that it just fits so perfectly that I love it I really freaking love it and I can't recommend the song enough and oh my god please listen to it okay please listen to just every one of her songs in general um so this this podcast episode is only half an hour long and usually my podcast episodes I usually don't want to go longer 
than like a half an hour because as a one-man podcast, I can only do so much for like one sitting or whatever. Um, I don't necessarily the kind of like this part of the podcast here is where I'll talk about the up the futures, the future episodes or whatever um, that I want to, to that I want to have happen on this um, podcast. I want to keep it one man. I know a lot of people probably get turned off a lot by one man podcast, but I want to keep it a one man podcast just for now until I end up, um, until I end up like getting into like a year and a half into this podcast. Um, but I'll keep it a one man podcast for now and I'll probably start branching off here shortly soon, depending on what happens. Um, if anybody wants to be a part of the podcast in like late 2020 or early 2021, who knows? We'll see. I'll see. Cause like I said, it's, it's a long road ahead of me. Um, however, for the next few weeks of the podcast, I do have some special episodes planned. I don't know if they're ever going to come out or not. It depends. Um, if everything goes right, I'll have the next three weeks of podcast, uh, covered, um, which is a good thing in my opinion, because that means that I'll be able to bring out more content. Uh, not only to YouTube, but also on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, literally anywhere podcasts are distributed. Just look forward to the next, like, three or four episodes of the podcast. Um, and, you know, I as a one-man, you know, podcast, it's not easy for me to make a podcast episode, make it successful. Um, and I don't really want to talk about, like personal stuff or I don't want to talk about like numbers or anything like that. I mentioned this when I was talking about my, uh, mentioning the unhealthy obsession, uh, episode not too long ago, but you know, I don't really want to talk about numbers. I don't really want to talk much about, you know, like bragging. I don't want to brag. I don't want to say, Oh, I wish my podcast was more popular or whatever, because I'm just not that I'm not that kind of person. I don't think anybody should really be that kind of person when they're making a product, when they're making a podcast or videos or content or whatever. So, yeah, that's just my opinion. And everybody's different. So, there's that. And I am sorry if I do sound a little sick. Um, because air conditioning in this house really brings out the worst and worst in the allergies. And that's how it's been for the past like several weeks here in this horrible humid 90 degree freaking weather or 30 degrees celsius if we're talking actual numbers but 30 degrees celsius here in freaking america it's super hot i don't like it okay i don't like the humid weather especially driving in a truck that doesn't have air conditioning it's the worst it's the worst all right so i think i'm gonna call it for this episode of the podcast um just you know, if you if you really enjoy this podcast and stuff like that, want to see it, you know, continue on, um, just show support and just let me know that I'm not wasting my time <laughs> recording these because or recording and editing these because it's a little tough getting a name out there on YouTube nowadays, especially doing podcasts. So, you know, show your support. You know, by hitting the like button, follow button, subscribe button, you know, share this episode out, share the whole podcast out with fellow anime weeaboos or whatever, just whoever you may think would like a podcast all about Japan, anime, and games. So, thank y'all so much for 
watching this episode of the Japanaholic podcast. Tune in next week where I will do this all over again. But for now, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. I've been Taylor Fry, the certified Japanaholic, signing off. Good night, America, or wherever you may be watching.